Kevin McCullough Radio. Breaking news as it happens, what it means, and why it matters. All right, uh, Kevin McCullough, glad to have you with us. Uh, Your kids are under increasing threat, dangers on many different sides. We're going to talk about it this hour from uh, several different uh, news viewpoints. Hope you'll stay with us. Carol Markowitz and Michael Clancy are set to join us. I'm Kevin McCullough. Glad you're here. Something interesting is happening with this. Kevin McCullough, let me start with you. I found this thing at townhall.com by Kevin McCullough. The big dog has come out of nowhere. Kevin McCullough. I just want to help people think. National syndicated radio host and author of No, He Can't. He's playing the role as, uh, as well as anybody could. Kevin McCullough is a national syndicated radio host and author of No, He Can't. The odds are he's right. It's Kevin McCullough Radio. All right, friends. Sadly, um, another deadly night um, at, a, at a, a university in our nation uh, because you had a man who went onto the campus of Michigan State, killed three students, and actually, uh, you know, without any um, uh, hesitation at all, decided uh, that he was going to uh, take out as many as he could. Later, he was found shortly after the attack uh, having, as a coward always does, uh, uh, killing himself. Uh, they've identified who it was. I don't want to give his name. I, I don't like this. Um, but th- this is this is a this is getting to be so predictable that it's it's painful to continue to watch happen. Um, you're you're going to hear in the media today, by the way, a lot about a gun type. You're you're gonna you're gonna hear a lot about, you know, um, the fact that a gun was used. You're gonna hear a lot about. You you may hear a lot about mental health. What you won't hear anything about is the ability for anyone to defend themselves when the incident took place. Um, and, and the reason that this is important is because our culture wants to ignore the idea that evil exists. For them, for, for the culture at large, and, and when I say the culture at large, I really mean the progressive left that tries to tell the lie that human beings are basically good. Human beings are basically good. It's hardware that's evil to a leftist. So it's not the man who got the gun and pulled the trigger that is the evil element to this. It's the fact that he had access to something that could produce harm. It's the fact that there was a piece of hardware that was the problem and the reason that he killed the people that he killed, which is ludicrous. It's absolute insanity to say that these people are dead because a piece of hardware existed. No. The the three students who died and the five that are injured and, and some are in critical and may not make it, but these eight victims were not victimized because of a cold piece of metal. They were victimized because a man who wanted to take life thought about doing it in a premeditated fashion, planned his actions, gathered the items necessary to carry them out, drove to the place to do it, donned his his ski mask and his hat so he couldn't be seen on camera, concealed the, the necessary items within his person 
walked to the door of the buildings, walked to the door of the rooms, took out the weapon, and killed the people. This has nothing to do with the fact that a piece of hardware was 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 in existence. And this is the problem. If the leftists believe that the fault lies with the inanimate object, then they never get to the real the the, the real essence of the issue, which is that human beings are sinful and they have evil in their hearts and apart from a regenerative relationship with a God, apart from confession of sin, apart from some need to say, I, I, shouldn't, I shouldn't live like this, I shouldn't be doing this, apart from that form of, of action, they're never going to understand it. So then, then we as a society, because we're self-determined by the votes of the people, we have some questions to answer. If there are people in our society that say mankind is good, they're inherently good, so therefore we must ban all dangerous items from their use, they better be right. They better be right 1,000% that mankind is in essence good and that it's only the hardware that's the problem. Because if I'm right, if the text of Scripture is right, then we understand that mankind, apart from God, is prone to sin, and that sin leads people to do evil things, And therefore, if there are people that are willing to do what is evil, there must be a sense of stewardship and of protection of the innocent. Therefore, we need things, pieces of hardware, that can stop the evil in its tracks. You see how complicated this is. It's very messy. But that's what people are. People are messy. And we do things that are contradictory. We do things that are inconsistent. We do a good thing one day, and we do something that's wrong the next. And the next day we do three wrong things, and the next day we do two good things. That inconsistency demonstrates that we are, therefore, not perfect. The inconsistency of doing something good at one moment in time and something not good in another moment in time demonstrates that we are far from perfect. So today when people and there's going to be a lot of there's going to be a lot of pounding of podiums and righteous indignation about the access of a piece of hardware they're going to miss the point. Because the problem is not with the cold piece of steel. That cold piece of steel could be used to stop someone who does the very thing that this shooter did. That cold piece of steel could be used to stop an animal from attacking a child. That cold piece of steel could be used to stop an enemy from storming our nation. There are appropriate uses for the cold piece of steel. The the cold piece of steel is not the problem. It's the evil that, that lives in mankind's heart. And the left wants you to ignore the evil in the mankind, and they want to ban the cold piece of steel. Friends, we need to change hearts. We need to see people repent. We need to focus on making better people if we want a safer world. And last night at Michigan State, just another example of how true that is. Kevin McCullough, coming right back. This is Jerry Boyer for townhall.com. Recent media coverage celebrating falling inflation is taking a victory lap a little too early. 
Yes, inflation is lower, somewhat. It certainly has come down from the stratospheric levels of nearly 10% a year, but at 5% a year, it's still unacceptably high. There's no grounds for our policymakers to declare victory. The job just is not done. Rising demand for inflation hedges like gold, Bitcoin, and inflation-protected bonds and foreign currencies show that investors know that the inflation crisis is not over yet, even if the ruling class which caused it and benefits from it is in denial. You don't need a Ph.D. in economics to know what's going on. You just need to go to the store and buy a dozen eggs. When pay doesn't keep up with the cost of living, that means you're losing ground. And government is the culprit. I'm Jerry Boyer. Publicpolicy.pepperdine.edu. Let's be real. Retirement is expensive, and inflation is making it even harder with the cost of everything going up from pet food to a dozen eggs. Wouldn't it be great if the cost of your health care could go down? Well, MediShare 65 Plus is $99 a month for ages 65 to 74. And for many with Medicare Parts A and B, looking at other options, that's 50% or more saved per month. No gimmicks. It's $99 a month, and you can use any Medicare-approved doctor or facility, and you get 24-7 access to telehealth from the convenience of your home. Better yet... MediShare is a Christian nonprofit organization. It's a community that will pray for you and encourage you. And since we've cut out the middleman, you get to keep the savings. Call now. You can learn more about MediShare 65+. Here's the number. 833-SHARE-55. That's 833-SHARE-55. 833-SHARE-55. AM 570 and 102.3 FM, The Mission, WMCA. Listen online at WMCA.com. Tune in iHeart Alexa or Odyssey.com. All right, Kevin McCullough, and every week I promise you, if you'll send uh, a real-life question, Mike Connors is going to answer one each week uh, from the mailbag. Uh, Mike Connors, of course, of Connors and Sullivan. Mike, this week's question, uh, my cousins are fighting as to who owns their mother's house in Queens. My aunt is alive, but she's not saying a thing. How do you find out who legally owns a house? Signed, Susan from Flushing. Mike? All right. Well, if the aunt is in Queens, it's very easy to find out whose name is on the deed. There's a system called ACRIS, A-C-R-I-S, and you plug in the address and your deed, assuming the deed was recorded in the last almost 60 years now, the deed will show up on your computer and you know whose name is on your deed. I know a lot of times when the confusion happens, let's say a husband and wife own a property together, one of them dies, sometimes the kids think, hey, dad died, I get half the house or part of half the house. Usually most of the deeds are written husband and wife, so if something happens to the husband, it all goes to the wife. But there's no mystery about it. You can just... Get into the system and find out, get the deed. And it's very user-friendly. If you just know the address of the property, you can get the deed in minutes. All right. And then uh, if you have any other questions about house ownership and how to pass that down via a trust or will through your end of life, Connors and Sullivan are the people that will help you do that uh, spectacularly. Uh, And all you have to do is call them, 718-238-6500, 718-238-6500. And then make sure that you're listening as Mike Connors answers more questions with me, Kevin McCullough, each week right here. But he also answers them on his broadcast, 8 a.m. Saturday mornings on AM 570 and 102.3 FM, The Mission, WMCA, and Sunday mornings starting at 11 on AM 970, The Answer. Mike Connors, thanks so much. Thank you, Kevin. Listen to Global Spiritual Revolution Radio with Bishop Larry Gators. Bishop Gators is 100% pro-Christ, pro-life, pro-Constitution, pro-U.S., and pro-President Donald Trump. Tune in Monday nights at 930 on AM 570 WMCA. Don't miss it. Do you want to walk in integrity and victory, forever transformed by the power of God? Join Pastor Ray Hagistilianos of Living Word Christian Church of White Plains, New York, weekday afternoons at 2 for More Than Conquerors. As a teaching pastor for more than 35 years, Pastor Ray's heart and vision is simply to build up God's army, enabling them to stand strong in their faith. Remember, just because the journey gets difficult, it doesn't mean God's not in it. More Than Conquerors, weekday afternoons at 2 on WMCA. Want more AM570 The Mission? Take us on the go with our Listen Live feature at am570themission.com or download our AM570 The Mission app today. Just go to the iPhone App Store or Google Play Store and search AM570 The Mission. 
You're listening to Kevin McCullough Radio, coming to you live from the Connors and Sullivan Broadcast Studio. Kevin McCullough says she's the most needed editorial voice in print today. Listeners have voted her fan favorite, The Amazing Mind of Carol Markowitz, exclusively on Kevin McCullough Radio. And very soon we will be adding the uh, term best-selling author. Right now she's the pre-sell she's the best pre-selling author. But very very soon best-selling author will be added to that uh, resume. Carol Markowitz, welcome back. Good to have you. Hi Kevin, thanks so much for having me. Um, what has it been like uh, doing your pre-sell book tour thus far? <laughs> well, we're not touring yet, but it's been great. Uh, really great. You've response. been everywhere, though. Um, the tour, there's no specific <laughs> tour. They, they, they don't put you on a plane and send you to 12 cities anymore. You, you just do lots of not Zooms yet, and not calls. Not yet, not yet, right. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's been a really great response. It's the first book that looks at how the wokeness and the woke people um, target children and destroy their childhood in America. You know, there's been so many books about wokeness on college campuses and, and in corporations, but it really begins far earlier than that. And our book explores that for the first time. And it's been great. It's been a really, a really great response from people. Now, it was interesting because you were writing it and kind of telling me a little bit about it as you were going along. And I was thinking that, mm-hmm. um, you know, there was a lot of like pandemic related stuff to it. And I was afraid that you guys were going to miss your window. And yet yeah. you've seemed to time it perfectly with all of the revelation <laughs> of what actually came out as fact. Yeah. So we have it's only one chapter on the pandemic, but we thought that that was a really important chapter since so much damage was done during that time period. And so much that was implemented during that time resonates still today. Also, right. it was the time that parents realized what the kids were being force fed in their classrooms via uh, seeing it over their shoulders on remote learning. So we, we felt it was a really important part to include, even though the book is forward looking and that, that chapter is the only one that sort of looks backward and, and says we can never do this again. Yeah. Well, it's called Stolen Youth and it is available for pre-order. You can get it now on Amazon. Go uh, <clears throat> keep uh, Carol and Bethany, both of whom are regular contributors here um, on the bestsellers list. And then be looking because it uh, is going to be released. It looks like what March seventh. Um, so we're 7th, less than a yeah. month away till it hits. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Cool. Right. Um, looking forward to, to having my own copy in hand soon. Um, Carol, let's talk about uh, speaking of stolen youth and speaking of wokeism and speaking of children. Um, last week, uh, and we're in the middle of African American Heritage Month. Uh, the Disney Channel decided to uh, air a cartoon that was all about reparations and the need for them in in the culture. This is parroting a lot of the 1619 stuff and the CRT mm-hmm. that people want to get into schools. Uh, your take in, in your recent visit to uh, a Disney property right. and your observation of all this. So about a year ago, uh, Disney was exposed uh, for inserting what they themselves said was queer ideology into children's programming. And uh, that was exposed by Chris Rufo from some internal videos. At the same time, they Disney took a stand on the parental rights and education law in Florida, really inserted themselves into that conversation. So it, it seemed like they were heading towards being a very political organization. Since then, their stock has plummeted about 25%. Um, they have spent the year sort of restructuring. They're heading into yet another restructure. They got a new CEO. So I had some hope that they were heading into the right direction. Um, I was invited to speak at the Federalist Society, a conservative lawyers group who was having their event at Disney. And uh, at the last minute decision, we decided to take our kids with us. Um, and what we found walking around these parks is a company that is holding on by their nails um, to the vision of their founder. They will never be woke enough. There's so many things at the Disney parks that the woke will continue targeting. I mean, just for example, um, this, it's a small world ride. It's it's a ride of the stereotypes of all the cultures of the world that Disney now has to apologize for in their various movies. Are you hopeful that any of these, and they've they've also laid off 7,000 employees in the last week. So at some point, someone's got to start saying, well, why are we having to do all this considering we were the most successful entertainment company in the history of entertainment? Yeah. Well, I, I, 
don't know for sure that they will make that connection. I have people inside Disney who have told me that Iger is just as woke as his predecessor and, you know, not to expect anything from him. Um, and, and the thing is that there are a lot of conservative Disney employees who reach out to me and tell me what's going on in the company because they're so perturbed by it. They love Disney. They went to work at Disney because they love the company and because they right. loved Walt Disney's vision. And now they're working at this, like, woke propaganda factory and they don't like it. So I, I don't know. It's going to be a struggle to see who wins. The thing that I want to explain to Americans and I, the, to give a little hope is that wokeness is deeply, deeply unpopular. I mean, even the left has to pretend that they're not interested in that, which, of course, they are. Um, so the thing is that this is all implemented through force by a minority population. It's, it's only a few people who think this crazy way. So when we look at, for example, Disney as a company, it's these small number of very loud, forceful voices. So the the rest of the employees really have to think about how to fight back against that, and they should. Well, I want people to uh, know, not only should you read Carol's column that addresses this, but over on SalemNow.com, Walt's Disenchanted Kingdom is the documentary that um, Salem Now has produced, and it is a, you can watch, they're they're making it available for you to watch for free, and it documents some of what Carol is identifying here, and it has some other insights that would be helpful as well, but go to SalemNow.com to check that out. All right, real quickly, Carol, I know that Stolen Youth is about a a wide-ranging number of issues, and there's nothing that I feel like that is more dangerous and kind of uh, threatening to our kids than what's going on with schools on the transgender issue and Mm -hmm. what is happening uh, in these clinics and the referrals that they're making and how they're trying to either bully parents on one end or keep it from parents ever knowing on the other. That's absolutely true. Um, It it is very dangerous. And what what is happening and what we're seeing is something that we just can't ignore. And that's the other thing. I, I hear a lot from people on the left who are just as nervous about it, who don't think that double mastectomies for teenage girls is a great idea and, you know, that they might change their mind and not decide to be a boy and then what. Um, but they're not speaking up because they're so afraid. And I have to tell you that until these people start fighting on their own side and say, this is crazy, this cannot go on, um, this is going to be a really tough battle to win. So the piece that I have today in the New York Post, um, it's it. Th- there was an article in the Free Press, that's Barry Weiss's uh, organization or right. her, her website, and it was from somebody who worked at one of these clinics, somebody who is gay, somebody who's married to somebody trans. I mean, literally somebody on the left who said, who is writing that this is happening, that this is being hidden from parents, that, that very little care is given to these children. And it's a must read because it's so eye opening. But once these eyes are open, people need to act. They need to do something. They need to write to their uh, state officials and say that this cannot go on. Britain just closed its gender clinic for kids, and it's because they realized how much damage they were doing, and we need to follow their their lead. Friends, I really want you to pay attention to what Carol just said. Uh, The woman is uh, the the whistleblower. She's a lesbian. She's married to a trans whatever and uh, was on the inside of this clinic in St. Louis, more than 600 children victimized uh, on her watch that she, that she knows about. And uh, Carol's piece is very, very important, not only to read and to pass on to your friends, but then to take action from. Contact your lawmakers. Contact your local legislators. Contact your, your city uh, officials. These clinics need to be opposed at every turn, and certainly no t- uh, tax dollars should be spent, not a dime, should be going to them in any way, shape, right. fashion, or form. Carol Markowitz, congrats on the book. Looking forward to so uh, having you on my TV show soon. But uh, congrats uh, all the way around. We'll talk to you again Thank soon. You, Kevin. Thanks. Be well. There she goes, Carol Markowitz. Kevin McCullough, it is uh, a big, big addition. We've got much more yet to come. Stay here. Guys, this Valentine's Day, give her the next best thing to wearing nothing at all. Available exclusively at Pajamagram. Sexy, sultry, naturally nude pajamas feel just like her soft skin. Even more alluring than lingerie, the texture and touch of these pajamas is so seductive that you'll both love the feel of them. Leave nothing to the imagination with naturally nude pajamas. Go to pajamagram.com right now and save 25%. Pajamagram will even wrap the whole gift up for free. 
That's right, 25% off naturally new pajamas and free gift packaging. Listen, if you missed out on this offer during Christmas, don't make the same mistake twice. But you need to order today because last year they sold out before Valentine's Day. Here's what you do. Go to pajamagram.com right now. That's pajamagram.com. Use code NUDE, N-U-D-E, and save 25% off your order of naturally new pajamas. Order now. Hi, Kevin McCullough. Can I have two minutes of your time? Because in the next two minutes, there is a woman who is going to find out the news here in the tri-state area that she is pregnant with an unexpected pregnancy. And while this month celebrates abortion across the nation, we would like it to celebrate something else. Maybe the day that her baby is saved. Scott Wilder is here from Preborn. How does it work? And here's the way it works. You provide ultrasounds and ultrasounds save lives because ultrasounds are the truth. A lot of people talking about follow the science, follow the science on climate change, follow the science on the boosters, follow the science. How about following the science on life? We know so much more today than we did in 1973. This is the Sanctity of Human Life Month, and we invite you to join us and save lives by providing ultrasounds. It's easy to do. It's ours to do. And we're standing. We're praying for you right now that you would just say, yeah, I'm not going to wait another minute. I'm going to start 2022 the right way. I'm going to stand for life because this is an inside job. If we don't do it, it's not going to be done. And so would you stand with us today? 833-850-2229 is the number. 833-850-BABY. If that's easier to remember, you can also give online at WMCA.com. But friends, right now, there are young women making the decision to abort or to uh, carry that baby to, to term. An ultrasound gives her a chance to see that baby living, to hear that baby breathing and making noise and uh, fluttering about inside her womb firsthand. And friends, I don't know if you're like me, but the first time I saw my unborn child on an ultrasound, it melted me like uh, candle wax. So this is the opportunity. You can help save a life right now. 833-850-2229. A five-pack of ultrasounds can be banked for a gift of $140, a 10-pack for $280. They are $28 each. Could you be generous and give right now? 833-850-2229 or WMCA.com. Again, that number, 833-850-BABY. This is an important notice to consumers facing $10,000 or more in credit card debt, medical bills, or other unsecured debt. You may not be required to pay it all back because there are special programs now in effect that will significantly reduce the amount you will owe if you qualify. This is not bankruptcy or a debt consolidation loan. These programs, which the credit card companies like to keep secret, exist to aid American consumers struggling with overwhelming credit card debt by offering tremendous savings and real debt relief. Accredited Debt Relief has established a special hotline for you to call and learn what savings you qualify for. They've helped qualify consumers with over a billion dollars in debt and are A-plus rated with the Better Business Bureau. So don't wait. Get the relief you need during these hard economic times. For this free information, call the Accredited Debt Relief Hotline now. Call 800-786-2300. 800-786-2300. That's 800-786-2300. You're listening to Kevin McCullough Radio, coming to you live from the Connors & Sullivan Broadcast Studio. confusion, amplifying truth, and pursuing clarity. It's Kevin McCullough Radio. Well, we just spoke with Carol Markowitz, and the entire premise of the last part of what we were talking about there is this attack that's going on in the schools, the uh, insistence that uh, the schools have the right to brainwash your kids, uh, to tell them to keep things from you, to in some way uh, drive a wedge between you and uh, your children, and this is not something that I've ever tolerated at this microphone, and it's certainly something we're going to sp- continue to speak up about. But my next guest says uh, you you can do more than that. You can actually cut the funding off for all this nonsense, especially when it comes to the more progressive elements of what they're trying to shove down your kid's brain. Uh, this whole diversity, equity, and inclusion thing, you're going to hear those three words a lot, D-E-I, uh, is what he's talking about. Michael Clancy's his name. He's a contributor to the Daily Caller. Uh, Michael, welcome. Good to have you. Um, the I don't know if if parents are not speaking up about it because they're afraid, which Carol was uh, alluding to on some level, or if they're they're not as aware of the assault that is being carried out on their kids in the schools 
Um, but you you make a very strong stand in your piece that this is uh, an all uh, out effort, full court press on every way to uh, to impact our kids' way of thinking. No, absolutely. This whole DEI ideology uh, has taken over the college campuses, and you have the Council for uh, Higher Education Accreditation taking the position that DEI is essential to promoting what, in their view, is a enlightened progressive society. But what this is talking about is basically allegiance to the CRT agenda allegiance to this concept of so-called equity, which operates from the premise that that systemic racism and white supremacy permeates all of our institutions, and all of that is done to justify blatant discrimination in in the school systems, in the hiring of professors, in the in the admissions admissions of students to the to the to colleges, and it's all and it's in large part paid for by the government uh, at the state level. You have funding for state colleges, at, and you also have the federal level. The federal government sends billions of dollars to these colleges uh, through grant programs and Pell Grants and the COVID funding. And my proposition is is that we need to we need to starve the beast and to change to change the dynamic. And you've seen Governor DeSantis take a position in Florida where he is shutting down the state funding for the state universities on DEI programs. And at the federal level, Congress could condition its funding on a similar proposition, that campuses should be free speech, that the merit should be the, it should be the guiding principle in these universities, student achievement, and not this DEI ideology uh, and, and, uh, and sort of Black Lives Matter and CRT agenda. Is it your opinion that the um, the circumstances in which we find ourselves are going to change at all because of the new Congress? Is is anyone in the new Congress uh, hot on this? Are they introducing legislation? Is there anything that you've seen by way of a sign that the new 118th has any interest in shutting this down? Well, first of all, they are very focused right now on the whole social media debacle, you know, as revealed by, you know, fortunately, Elon Musk buying Twitter has really taken the, the cloak of secrecy off of everything that's been going on. We now see we now we see how the how these social media sites have been censoring conservative viewpoints. That shroud is being lifted through the investigations. You have the government oversight committee. Uh, you have the judiciary committee with Jim Jordan, and they are all peeling that all back to start focusing on this this critical First Amendment issue. Um, and I think the next I think that's their target now. I think the releasing of all that, those records from Twitter have, have focused this this Republican Congress on those issues. And then I think they need once they have you know, completed those investigations, I think they should take the next step and really focus on what's happening in our colleges, especially since. The federal government is sending, you know, billions of dollars of taxpayer money uh, to these universities, and they're simply funding these programs. I saw a statistic uh, the other day that said the average college has 50 full-time employees devoted to DEI, which is just outrageous. That's crazy. That's just the, the, those 50 are just to ensure that the implementation goes correct. Right. They're running education programs. They're running the freshman orientation programs. Um, some of these colleges are now mandating that students complete a DEI course to graduate. So not a course in the U.S. Constitution. No, no, not that. you got to complete a course in DEI or you can't graduate. Yeah, that's that's just insane. Well, Michael Clancy's uh, piece over at uh, the Daily Caller on all of this is excellent. I strongly suggest that you take a look at it. Progressive education is government-funded indoctrination. Congress can cut off the money. Uh, Michael, thanks for being with us. All right, great. Thanks for having me, and thanks for promoting the article. Appreciate it. You got it. Kevin McCullough coming right back. Stay here. 
Hi, Kevin McCullough. My pillow is having their biggest bed sheet sale ever. The MyPillow Percale sheets are available in a variety of colors and all sizes now on sale. For example, the queen size regular, only $89.98, now only $39.98 with your promo code WMCA. Order now as there is a very limited supply. The MyPillow Precale sheets are breathable and have a cool, crisp feel. They have deep pockets to fit over any mattress. The MyPillow Percale sheets come with a 10-year warranty and a 60-day money-back guarantee. So go to MyPillow.com and click on the Radio Listener Square and use promo code WMCA to receive the MyPillow Percale sheets for as low as $29.98. Order now because when they're gone, they're gone. Go to MyPillow.com or call 800-651-0798 and use the promo code WMCA. That's 800-651-0798, 800-651-0798, and promo code WMCA. Wesley Financial Group is not a law firm. This story is called The Ugly Truth About Timeshare. If you think you've done your family a favor by buying a timeshare, you need my help. Hello, I'm Chuck McDowell, CEO and founder of Wesley Financial Group. Ten years ago, I started helping folks cancel their timeshare. And in the process, started what's now called the timeshare cancellation industry. Timeshare is the only thing that you can buy that you can't tell me how much it's going to cost or when it's going to end. When you buy a timeshare, you give them a blank check to fill out any amount they want for annual maintenance and assessment fees. The crazy thing is, this never ends. Even when you die, your family's now going to be stuck with this burden. Stop the insanity today. Call my office now. If we take you as a client, I guarantee we'll cancel your timeshare or you'll pay nothing. Call for your free information kit. 800-626-5252. That's 800-626-5252. 800-626-5252. Download the AM570 The Mission mobile app on iTunes, Google Play, or listen on WMCA.com. Tune in iHeart Alexa or Odyssey.com. This is Pastor Matthew Recker with the Heritage of Faith Conversations Program. Join us every Sunday night at 6 p.m. to get Bible questions answered live on the air. Join us Sunday night at 6 p.m. Hi, Kevin McCullough. I've been talking about the court reporting program at Plaza College because court reporters are such an essential part of the legal field. Plaza College has been around since 1916, and not only do they have the School of Court Reporting, but they have four other schools of study, including their new School of Nursing. The Accelerated Bachelor of Science in Nursing program can be completed in just 16 months. Students complete their curriculum in the new Center for Healthcare Simulation on Plaza's campus and within the best hospital systems in New York City. Just visit their website at plazacollege.edu. That's P-L-A-Z-A college.edu. Plaza also has a dental hygiene program with a 20-chair community clinic. Students work on live patients under the supervision of a dentist. It's incredible. If you want additional information regarding the programs I mentioned or Plaza's other areas of study, like their School of Business and Paralegal Studies or School of Allied Health, just visit their website at plazacollege.edu. That's P-L-A-Z-A college.edu. WMCA welcomes the new show, More Like Jesus, with Pastor Dave Gustafson. The missing piece to all of this is Jesus. And here's why. Because Jesus died on the cross for our sins, and by doing that, he connected us with the power of God. Listen Monday through Friday evenings at 6.30. And I realize that to the world, it seems foolish, but it's not. It is the key to all of this. More Like Jesus on AM 570 and 102.3 FM, The Mission, WMCA. Want more of AM570 The Mission and our hosts? Then interact with us. Follow us on Twitter for encouraging tweets, what's coming up on the radio, news from our ministries, deals from our advertisers, and more. Our handle is at AM570 The Mission. Come tweet with us. You're listening to Kevin McCullough Radio, coming to you live from the Connors & Sullivan Broadcast Studio. If it's happening in New York or across the globe, learn why it matters first on Kevin McCullough Radio. All right, Kevin McCullough, my next guest is a celebrity chef, and he has been a judge on Food Network's Food Truck Face-Off, founder and executive chef of the Slapfish Restaurant. Please make welcome Andrew Gruel. Hello, Andrew. Hello, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. You got it. Hey, uh, Kevin McCullough, my viewers and listeners know without a doubt that I am an absolute foodie. And I know that uh, the week of Valentine's is very, very busy. So thanks for taking time out uh, this week to talk to us. Um, 
there's a lot going on in the food world, and some of it's concerning to you. I was noticing on your Twitter feed earlier today that they're actually talking about robots coming to make our meals. How is this going to happen, Chef Andrew? Well, they're replacing units of labor with robots. They can flip burgers. They can drop fryer baskets, the basic rudimentary elements of a restaurant right now. We've seen it with the kiosks where they're taking your orders and therefore removing the necessary sales team that you would have punching in your order. You call it that counter sales. And they're getting a lot more sophisticated now. So they're actually able to prep things, co-pack, do the things that are even a step beyond just kind of turning and flipping a burger. So the idea is, is that they can continue to cut down the units of labor necessary to run a restaurant. Let's say it was 20 people to run a restaurant. Maybe they cut down two units, right? That's 60 plus thousand dollars a year. Another two, another two, they get it down to five and they've cut down the labor force by 75%. Well, okay. Say it's feasible. How is the bot going to know if my steak is medium, medium rare, medium well, where's the nuance going to come from? I mean, it's one thing to teach a, to teach a joint to turn the, the thing over. It's another thing to be able to look at it, smell it, know that it's where it needs to be. Certainly. Well, I think the idea is, is that they're kind of turning food into just such a, a bland commodity, um, both literally and figuratively. So the idea is that if eventually all steaks are cut in an exact way, and all the fat and the marbling is exactly the same based upon the fact that they're now genetically modifying the meat, then the robot's going to know that it's five minutes at 350 degrees. It's going to have an infrared um, you know, thermometer. It's going to know another five minutes at this t- to hit X, mid-rare, what have you. And then they're just going to scientifically program it such that the algorithm doesn't necessarily have a, a variance or a degree of uncertainty. And we as humans, we have degrees of uncertainty, and, and uh, we're even off sometimes too. So... You know, if they say that humans miscook a steak 10 to 12 percent and robots do it 8 to 10 percent and then they change the food that they're cooking, that's the key. That's my concern. This is changes the food so you don't have that nuance that you're referring to right now. Yeah. Well, okay. so as an artisan, because I would I think most chefs think of themselves as much as uh, artists as anything else. How does this strike you? What, what, What are your thoughts on the robotization of the food industry? Well, I don't think it'll ever take over when it comes to kind of real food, fresh food, changing your menu out frequently, peppering in that artistry, if you will. I think when we when it comes to fast food, already so much of it is mechanized. We don't even realize it because much of our food is no longer prepared on site. It's all prepared off site in factories. It's par cooked. It's treated with chemicals and preservatives. You know, to bring this to da- to daily news, what we're seeing out in East Palestine, Ohio, and those chemicals, I don't think people realize that the chemical that they're so scared about right now, it's in a lot of our food. It's antifreeze. It's used as a preservative and the highly diluted levels. Our food is full of chemicals to begin with. Um, so it's only going to make this thing more chemical-laden, more, you know, uh, ro- roboticized. Well, this explains why I haven't been to a fast food place in quite some time, Uh, just, you know, being candid. Um, Let me shift gears a little bit. Um, And you're unusual from this standpoint. Um, A lot of chefs don't want to weigh in on the the weightier issues sometimes of the public policy of the day. But you have some thoughts on the Biden IRS plan to crack down on wait staff, specifically trying to – well, kind of what they did with Venmo and PayPal, try to try to checkbox every single little tip that someone's getting in the business. Uh, your reaction? Well, these are the things that they're going to spend money on. And in the end, right, let's do the cost benefit analysis. The amount of money that they're going to gain is by, you know, penalizing these low wage workers is going to be far outweighed by the investment that they're going to put into the IRS agents that are going to have to audit and ultimately get into that granular detail. And you ask yourself, well, then what's the purpose? If it's a net loss, what's the purpose? Well, the purpose is is that they want to grow the bureaucracy. They want to increase the size of the government, and they want to use this almost as an authoritarian arm to scare people, right? Because they come after our wallets. They're not going to have stormtroopers walking around, but these IRS agents it's just as scary because ultimately it affects your bottom line, your life, your livelihood, food, all of that stuff. So it's absurd, number one. Number two, the corporations that they've effectively merged with the government, 
they're not going to be getting audited. They're not getting smacked on any of this stuff. You know, once again, I go back to the East Palestine issue right now in, in Ohio and look who's behind that. Just follow the money. And are they going to get penalized? Who's going to be footing the bill for this type of these issues that we're dealing with right now? Right. The American people are sorry about that. Well, let me uh, let me and I agree with you on, on all of those things. And that's why I think less regulation is ultimately the better benefit for uh, the culture. Let me let me shift gears completely. I am a diehard food fan. If I'm at Slapfish this week, what am I ordering? What's the best thing on your menu? What are you most excited about that you're serving right now? I have to say, just as a caveat, so I sold Slapfish last year. Uh, I started a new restaurant group. It's called American Gravy Restaurant Group. Okay. And our flagship restaurant is Calico Fish House. It's a seafood chop house. So we're rolling out a Valentine's menu this whole week. I'm doing crab stuffed full lobster. I'm doing lobster caviar fries. Um, uh, you know, we're, we're doing everything from your raw dressed oysters and we're finishing. I actually just signed off right now. I bought an entire side of a five Wagyu ribeye, uh-huh. which is just marbled. It looks like a snowstorm. So I'm going to be doing that sliced thinly, just kissed on the grill and then put on top of buttered brioche toast with a little caviar on top. Uh, if you want, you know, I'll lace it with some lobster sauce and there's your serpent turk. <laughs> oh man. Chef, please come back and talk to us again sometime. You, you just made it rain in my mouth, and that's, that's oh, that's, wow, that sounds really good. Best wishes. Awesome. Thanks for being here. Thank you for having me. I you appreciate it. it. Kevin McCullough, coming right back. Don't go away. Ready to deepen your faith on a spectacular nine-day Mediterranean cruise with Alistair Begg this August. Renew your vision, purpose, and connection with Christ as Alistair powerfully unpacks God's Word during this spectacular adventure. All along our journey, opening God's Word so that we might become more like Jesus. Register today. Call 855-565-5519. 855-565-5519. Or visit deeperfaithcruise.com. Numbers mean much to me because of prostate cancer. I'm Johnny Braggs, the number two for my stepfather who died of prostate cancer and my uncle who suffered so much after prostate cancer surgery. The number 15, 15 years since Dr. Lederman's successful treatment of my prostate cancer. The number zero, which is my PSA, zero after Dr. Lederman's successful prostate cancer treatment. What every man wants. The numbers one, two, three, four, important for every man with prostate cancer. One, getting the most successful treatment. Two, avoiding radical robotic surgery. Three, keeping sexual function. Four, maintaining urinary control. Call my Dr. Lederman. 212 Choices. 212 Choices to consider his prostate cancer treatment for you. Most insurances, Medicare, Medicaid accepted. 1384 Broadway at 38th. Call 212 Choices for prostate cancer treatment. Call Dr. Lederman. 212 Choices. I'm glad I did. You'll be number one with Dr. Lederman. Listen to your favorite Christian programs anytime on the OnePlace app. Download and listen offline. Stream to your car or automated home device. Download OnePlace at Google Play or the iTunes App Store. This is Greg Floyd, president of Teamsters Local 237. Join me for Reaching Out. We'll talk about the issues that matter the most to working families, union members, and everyone who cares about the future. On the next Reaching Out, Greg welcomes back New York City Council member from the 6th District, Gail A. Brewer, to talk about today's council compared to the council she served on 20 years ago. It's Reaching Out, Saturday afternoon at 4.30 on AM 570 and 102.3 FM, The Mission, WMCA. you need to know when you need it it's kevin mccullough radio 
Kevin McCullough, glad you're with us. And uh, I do wish you a happy Valentine's Day. I hope that uh, if there are special people in your life, that you let them know that, that you tell them. I was, uh, I was, I was in my studio this morning very early working on my um, weekend television show. And my little daughter uh, comes in, and sometimes on uh, certain school mornings, I, I I run the boys to school. They have to be there a little bit earlier, and then she, and then her mom will take her uh, uh, to, to drop off about a half hour later because sometimes I'm already you know taping and producing and editing and stuff. And uh, she comes in, she comes in, and she says, "Dad, I'm I'm going to leave for school. Are, are you going to come?" And I said, yeah, without looking up, I kind of was just focused on what I was doing. I said, you know what, sweetie, I've, I've got a lot to do. I've, I've got to, I've got to stay busy working here. And she didn't say anything. And I heard kind of like a momentary pause. And I looked up, there's a little bit of a frown on her face. I said, you want me to come this morning? She goes, yeah. I said, okay. So I put my coat on and grabbed my house slippers and got in the car and I, I drove her to school. And, um, it was, it was inconvenient. It took me about, you know, 15, 20 minutes out of my morning to to do that on, on a day when I had a long list of other things that, you know, were really pressing on me. And I got back to the, um, to the studio and I opened up the, um, the news this morning and I read this, that the death toll from the earthquakes that hit Turkey and Syria have now passed 35,000 people. 35,000 people is more than they can fit into Madison Square Garden. It's more than they can fit into the um, the Brooklyn Nets facility. Thirty-five thousand people is a lot of people, and that's how many are now suspected dead from the earthquakes in both of those countries. And then I flipped over, and as I was looking through the news, I saw a picture of a man who was holding a hand that was sticking up out of the rubble. And the caption underneath said, A father holds the hand of his daughter who did not survive. Friends, we live in a world where everyone tends to complain very hard about what they don't have and what they don't get. They tend to complain very hard about some of the most absurd things possible. Today, take the extra 15 or 20 minutes. Set the phone down. Set the newspaper down. Set the work down. Give that daughter one more hug. Take her one more time. Because we do not know what happens tomorrow. Kevin McCullough, hoping that you do indeed have a happy Valentine's Day with those you love. We'll see you next time.